Well, hello, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening to the Film Survivor Podcast this week. Uh, once again, I'm your host, Tom Santilli, the national film critic for Access.com. Uh, you can find all my uh, reviews and stuff. The easiest way is probably just to follow me on Twitter, at uh, Tom Santilli, also on Facebook. Uh, but And you can also go to my website, TomSantilli.com. Uh, anyway, today uh, we're going to kind of follow up and wrap up a little bit about the movie Detroit. Uh, if you missed it, my last episode, I was joined by uh, Adam Graham, who's a film critic of uh, the Detroit News, and uh, we talked all about uh, the, the film Detroit, uh, which of course is a big deal here where I'm from, which is the Detroit area, uh, but the film did uh, really poorly over the weekend uh, in its first weekend of wide release, so I'm going to uh, give you some insight on that real quick. But the main uh, topic this week is I'm going to be talking uh, with the uh, director and producer of a new documentary film called Step. Uh, that opens in wide release this coming weekend, uh, which would be August 11th uh, around the nation. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to be talking with Amanda. The movie itself is is a really great, really inspiring documentary. I really dug it. Uh and not just because I'm talking to the director. <laughs> it was actually a very good documentary, maybe one of the best I've seen of the of, of the year. So I'll tell you a little bit about Amanda and about the movie Step, and uh, and we'll go from there. So uh, that'll be coming up in a little bit. So uh, to start, though, yeah, so the, the movie Detroit uh, opened under expectations this week. Uh, it was actually not projected to do that great to begin with. Uh, I think that... Uh, Box Office Mojo had it uh, predicted to make about $8 million this weekend, and it came in at about $7.3 million, which, uh, again, is underperforming, isn't all that great, especially if you consider the uh, the budget for the film was about $55 million, uh, according to reports. So the question now is it's facing some kind of backlash. Uh, this is a film, you know, really... As far as its Oscar hopes, people talked about it as an Academy Award movie, you know, with the pre-hype. Uh, I don't know if it's going to qualify or if the, its box office is going to really factor into that at all. Uh, overwhelmingly, it got positive reviews from critics, but, you know, look deeper into the, the high Rotten Tomato score uh, and you will find that, uh, you know, the positive reviews were all kind of you know, in the B range, you know, that there weren't a lot of people saying that this was a great movie, uh, but almost everybody who saw it thought it was a good movie. So, you know, I don't know if it, if it's going to land on anybody's uh, charts. A couple performances in the movie, however, will stand out. I think uh, Will Poulter and also LG Smith are the two performances that everybody seems to be talking about. Uh, so we'll have to think about that and, and look for them as the year rolls on and as we get into award season. Uh, but inevitably, the film is now also facing backlash. You know, uh, it is a film about a specific, uh, important time period in our cities, in our nation's history. Uh, but it was directed by, a, a, you know, a white woman. Uh, some are saying that, yeah, that maybe is was inappropriate, uh, and that do- doesn't tell the true story. Uh, there are a lot of elements left out. Uh, people at the time who experienced this incident, uh, call it a rebellion uh, and, and instead of a riot, which is kind of the way that uh, it, it has been called in, you know, by let's face it, by white media. Uh, 
But, uh, you know, kind of what I always say about things is watch the film. It is, you know, all films are made from a unique perspective, usually that of the director and the people producing and, and writing and creating the film. Uh, I don't think that her intentions were were poor. I think that she had good uh, reasoning and good intentions to make this film, you know, And but like almost every historical film, uh, it's not going to get everything right. It's not going to be all-encompassing. It's almost impossible to do so. No excuses, but I urge you to go watch the film Detroit and talk about it. It's definitely one of those films worth talking about with other people afterward uh, and, uh, yeah, and just processing it like that. But it did poor at the box office. It's probably not going to do much better uh, as we move along here. And so, you know, financially it was kind of a, a dud, which also, you know, is discouraging because, you know, summer blockbusters, you know, you, you don't want every single movie coming out on big release to be a, a huge blockbuster movie. You know, people want the smart films, the the thinking films, uh, and not always produced on the independent budget. You know, the, you know, it's good to see, uh, you know, movies about important subject matter that don't involve superheroes. Uh, so I wouldn't hopefully get discouraged by the fact that this movie didn't do that well. Uh, again, if you want to know more about my thoughts about what worked, what didn't work, check out last week's podcast. Uh, again, we take a deep dive on it. You can also read my written review of Detroit on access.com. Uh, and, and I urge you to do both of those things. So again, uh, today, this week, we're going to be talking about the film Step. Uh, really good, really inspirational movie. It's about a uh, group. It's a high school in inner city Baltimore is kind of the focus of, of the movie. And, you know, we've seen a lot of movies about, you know, kids, you know, and, and adults, you know, trying to get out of, of, you know, the, you know, what they've been dealt in their lives as far as getting out of the city, making it in the world, being able to get an education, uh, you know, getting out and just making it. But this movie isn't just about that. It, it really encapsulates a lot about, uh, inner city America, uh, about the, you know, the black experience. And it just, uh, it's just a motivational story about, you know, kind of rising above, you know, the challenges that you have in your life to, uh, to make something, you know, about your, to make something with your life. Uh, and it's really, it's really good. It, it kind of focuses on a few key people of this, uh, dance team. It's, it's actually step, which is, uh, the name of the movie, but it's also the kind of dance style that they're doing in the film. Uh, you know, there's competitions and things like that. But this step team at this uh, high school is kind of uh, featured, and we see them and what it means and what you know what the dance team really represents is a larger kind of slice of uh, the American experience. So, really well done. Again, the director is Amanda Lippitz, and uh, I spoke with her, uh, and we're gonna go to that interview here in a second, but I'm going to give you a little bit about Amanda. I'm going to read a little bit of this too. So if it sounds like I'm reading something, uh, that's accurate because I am reading it. <laughs> so again, uh, the film step directed produced by Amanda Lippitz, who is a Tony award winning Broadway producer. Uh, of course, a documentary filmmaker. She is, uh, she was the executive producer and creator of MTV's groundbreaking series, legally blonde, the musical, the search for L Ella Woods, uh, Lippitz also associate produced a Broadway celebration for PBS as part of the White House music series. 
Uh, she's currently working on several projects, including the original music uh, musical Brooklynite uh, at the Vineyard, the Vineyard off Broadway. Uh, known nationally for short films highlighting philanthropic uh, organizations and their impact, Lippitz has made more than 30 documentaries for organizations such as Young Women's Leadership Network, City Meals on Wheels, College Bound Initiative, the Tory Birch Foundation. Uh, Bernard College, Turnaround for Children, The Gateway School, and many more. 2008, Lippitz was named by Jewish Women International as one of their 10 women to watch. Uh, her first foray, uh, foray excuse me, into Broadway producing was at the age of 24 with Dirty Rotten Scoundrels, uh, starring John Lithgow. Uh, goes on and on. Anyway, you know she's a Tony Award-winning uh, producer and documentary filmmaker. She graduated with a BFA in theater from New York University's Tisch School of the Arts, and she now serves on the board of the school. She also recently became a trustee of NYU and serves on uh, Pony, which is the Playwrights of New York. So there you have it. Uh, That's Amanda Lippitz, director of STEP. Here is my interview with Amanda. So Amanda, thank you so much for talking with me today. Thanks for having me. We're here in here. Detroit. Well, kind of Detroit, the yeah. Detroit area. Okay. Uh, but I want to start off. So, like, documentary film in, in and of itself is kind of a unique thing in that a lot of documentary filmmakers don't really know what the story is until they go out to to get it. What was the origin of this project, this movie step? Like, what did you? What were you trying to do? What did you think that it was when it started? So I met these young girls, when these young women, when they were 11 years old. Um, I am a Broadway producer in my other life, and on the side of my Broadway career, I was directing and producing shorts about first-generation students going to college and girls' education, and was always just totally inspired and blown away when what it took for a young person to be the first in their family to do that. And, sure. Um, I was working with a group of schools in New York called the Young Women's Leadership Schools, which is their five public schools for girls. They have a 100% graduation rate. And I am born and raised in Baltimore. My mom is born and raised in Baltimore. Um, And I suggested that she look at these schools as a model to replicate in Baltimore. And she did, and she recruited her daughter to make films for her. And every time one of my shorts was shown, people would say to me, like, you should make a documentary. And I was always like, what's the thing? You know, what's the hook? We've seen so many stories about kids going to college and and getting out of their neighborhoods. And... um, you know, in the eighth, you know, the girls were used to me coming in and out of their school with cameras five or six times a year. And also I was there a lot of times without cameras because it was just, we became this family at the school. And um, I knew their mothers, they knew my mother. I mean, we all were Baltimore girls together in it and they were the founding class. And I met Blessin and she looked at me and said, I'm gonna be on Broadway. so in the eighth grade, Blessin said to me, um, Blessin and another young woman, Nisa, were actually visiting me in New York and I was filming them for something. And she said, next time you come to school with cameras, you need to come film the step team. And I was like, okay. And so I went and I walked in and you know I wasn't familiar with step. Mm-hmm. It wasn't something that was part of my culture. Um, but I didn't know like about the rich history of it coming from the mines in Africa and now today being a collegiate sport in North America and something that you earn by going to college. Right. I think it's very subconscious that these little 11-year-old girls were determined to go to college and started a step team as a means of keeping them connected to school. Um, and so I walked in. I didn't know step, but I walked into their practice and Blessing had everybody lined up ready to go. and. 
to me, it was like a musical. You yeah. know, it was what happens in a great musical. Characters can't speak anymore to express themselves, and they have to sing. They have mm -hmm. to burst in a song, and these girls had to step. With you said you were from Baltimore, of course. Mm -hmm. So like, I, I know this just being from Detroit too. Is you yeah. know I know what kind of goes on in our city, but the outside stereotypes of what goes on here is kind of hard to fight against. Yeah. Um, being from Baltimore, like for example, I only know of Baltimore really from like The Wire, the wire. yeah, I know. and Everyone things like that. that yeah. yeah. So like, what? Uh, I, the thing that I loved about this movie though was how universal these things are. This was a Baltimore story, but this is not just happening in Baltimore. Kind of talk to that a little bit, and kind of fighting against you know just the stereotype, like kind of showing people a different uh, angle of Baltimore right. that maybe they haven't seen. So when I first met with all the families to ask them if they would do something like this, it was in the 10th grade, and um, they were. I said, I want to change the the. I want to change the story of Baltimore, and they were like, we're in. So that was the impetus behind the whole thing. And then Freddie Gray was killed, a year and a half later after that in their junior year. Yeah. And then I watched my hometown burn on television. I saw images that. I was like, wait a minute, this is not Baltimore. This is a moment in Baltimore. And like right. I knew, and a horrible moment, a huge tragedy. And I knew that there was hope and joy in this city that the world wasn't seeing. And it was embodied by these young women and their teachers and their mothers and this school and their fathers and brothers mm -hmm. and sisters. I knew that this community had hope and joy and wasn't just like a burning building right. and a man dying. and. I remember seeing the mother pull her son out of the protest and like whack him. And I said, that's my, those are the mothers in my movie. Those, not my movie, but I was like, those are the mothers on the step team. Those are the mothers at the school. They would all do the same thing. And I just, that was the, that it, you know, obviously turned the flame up for all, all of us. And it certainly is a universal story. It is American cities and, you know, they have joy and hope in them. And there's not to say that we're not without problems and we don't, we can't improve, but as human beings, we have to hear those stories of joy and hope or why keep going. And that's sure. the thing about the girls that they embody is, you know, in, the face of what some would say, you know, incredible obstacles, they have hope and joy. They are, they are joyous, they are hopeful, they are fun, they are funny, they are brave, they are kind, they are crazy. They're all those things and they don't let anything stop them. And so I think most American cities are like that. With, you mentioned the mothers too, who are a huge part of this movie, of course. Uh, what I found interesting is kind of you, you have the, the story of the girls trying to, you know, get to college. Right. But you have the story of these mothers who are really, in a way, kind of, uh, it's they, it's their chance, too, for success through their daughters and through their, mm -hmm. um, and what I found interesting about that, too, was that of all the, that you kind of showcased, Blessin was kind of maybe the most raw talent as mm -hmm. far as, like, mm -hmm. had the most ability at, at, at this thing, step. Yeah. But she seemed to have the least amount of support mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. uh, her boyfriend didn't seem very supportive. Mm -hmm. she, everybody was kind of mm -hmm. knocking her down kind of a thing. What is it, what were, were you consciously trying to show the parallels of like how the parent, the different kind of parenting, the different parents, where the parents ended up versus where their children may end up? Um, I certainly think that all three of the moms are very different um, and they mother in different ways, but they're all very good mothers. and. Blessin's mom in particular, Blessin 
its mom, unfortunately, has been, Geneva has been the victim of a horrible mental health system in this country um, that um, didn't support her and didn't provide help for her because she didn't have the money to get the help. And imagine what Blessing's mother, I'm, I'm sorry, imagine what Miss, what Miss Mooney Geneva could have accomplished if she had had access to the proper resources, what her other children could have accomplished. Mm -hmm. um, I think it would have been a very different life for all of them. And so, you know, for me, she is certainly not a victim. She is a survivor, but she was a victim of a terrible mental health program in this country. And, um, you know, I, when I showed, when she saw the film, right before she saw it, I said to her, um, I want to apologize to you. And she's like, why are you apologizing to me? I'm like, because I judged you before I knew you. Mm. And, I didn't know her for so many years. I knew Blessing and I had never seen her. Mm -hmm. And I assumed she was just didn't care about her daughter. Sure. You know, like I was like, here's this amazing girl and she's not around. But that was so unfair of me because she loves her daughter so much mm -hmm. and she is a good mother. She just has an illness and has never gotten access to the proper resources to deal with it. And and I think that a lot of people in our country are in that boat but we don't you know we don't dive into that because that's not really what the movie's about but it the movie's about but it does hint at it right. you know and that's what i think people are, respond to in the movie is all the things you know poverty mental illness socioeconomic disadvantages racial injustice education girls empowerment it's right. all like they're all there and it's touching so everybody finds the thing that they kind of grab onto with um Another unique, uh, really cool part of the story, I think, with Blessing is that uh, it, it kind of, people have a mentality sometimes that it's too late. Even it, it mm -hmm. doesn't even, what's interesting, I like the word step too in this movie because yeah. there's like different steps of like yeah. people's evolution and things. But like at a lot of different points, people think that it's too late for them. Um, Blessing, even as a senior, she had really horrible grades up to that point. But the movie shows that it wasn't too late for her still. It's never wow. too late. Uh, Coach G, too, had the yeah. same problem. She dropped out of high school. Exactly. And then look where <laughs> she ends up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, just talk to that a little bit in terms of the, the, different, the different things that you hope people pull out of this movie when they see it. So, um, you know, one of them is that there is joy and hope in our cities in America, so that's a big thing. And then the other thing is Martin Luther King, um, I was sent this a YouTube link to a Martin Luther King Jr. speech that he made five months before he died in Philadelphia, and I had never seen the speech before. It's called the Blueprint of Your Life speech. It's not very well known. I had never heard it. And I watched it and I thought, this is what Step's about. He looks at these junior high students and he says, what is the blueprint of your life? Right now, right in this moment, you have to decide which way your life is gonna go. And it's a brilliant speech and at the end, he looks at them and he says, he puts his finger up and he says, no matter the circumstances of your life, though they may be intolerable, stay in school. And for me, that's what Step is about. No matter the circumstances, you must have a plan, you must have a blueprint, you must have a dream, and you must never give up on that dream. And, and you know, it's no matter what happens, keep going. And if that dream is college, if that dream is hair school, if that dream is some kind of certificate program, have a plan, have a blueprint and stick to it. And that's what I hope people take away. The, uh, what has this movie done 
in a, in a weird kind of way, you've actually kind of helped these girls even more because of your, you've, you've shined a light on their life and their, uh, their situation and um, th that sort of thing. What has it been like experiencing the reaction of this film with the, the, all these friends and family people that you kind of grew to love over these years? Well, we help each other, and this movie was made with everyone. It was a team, team effort. Lots of lots of people that you don't see go into making a movie. And um, all of us are very humbled. We're very grateful. We're shocked, <laughs> surprised. Um, you know, we're on this, you know, 15 city tour and we're yeah. going on like four or five hours of sleep a night. And all I can say is, everyone's like, you must be exhausted. I'm like, we're not because every time we walk into a screening and we see the reaction and we see the tears and we hear the cheers and the clapping and the girls get such a amazing reception and not just these three girls but when the whole team's together the way people respond to them is so amazing and rewarding and you know we just can't believe it we really cannot believe it well amanda thank you so much for talking with me today uh, i thought it was a great great film i think everybody should see it i laughed i <laughs> I had allergies towards the end of the movie. Um, I love when the guys cry. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, mission accomplished. Okay. Uh, can anybody uh, find, is there any Facebook, Twitter? So you can go to mind? Step the Movie and Step is, hashtag Step is Life. And then we also have this amazing program where you can sponsor students to go see the film and get a tax deduction. That's so you great. can go to info at stepgroupsales.com, make a pledge, and you'll get a tax write-off. Well, congratulations again. And well, <laughs> Thank well you done. so much. All right. Thanks. So that was really cool. Uh, I urge you to, this interview, uh, that audio, that interview that I just did with Amanda was lifted uh, from uh, an actual sit-down. It was a sit-down video interview. So you can find that full video interview also by going uh, you know, to my uh, Twitter account, at Tom Santilli. I'll be posting it there. Uh, and uh, you can see kind of the full video interview of, of what you just heard if you're interested in that uh, with a little bit more info on the movie step. But anyway, that opens August 11th. I urge you to go see it. Go check it out in your market. Other big release this week. You know, we're kind of in the dog days of summer here. Uh, August, not really known for its, uh, you know, quality of releases. Uh, but the other really kind of, I guess you can call big release, is uh, the uh, movie uh, The Glass Castle, starring Brie Larson. Uh, didn't get to check that one out, unfortunately, by the time this podcast was recorded. Uh, so I would say just uh, check out my, uh, again, check out my reviews for more on that. So really that's going to do it for this edition of, uh, of the podcast. Uh, no podcast next week, uh, no podcast next week uh, due to the fact that I am not going to be in town. I'm going to be in Denver uh, visiting some family. So got to do that once, once in a while. So uh, no podcast next week, but as we get closer here to September, uh, we're going to kind of start sliding back towards uh, Survivor coverage. If you haven't watched Survivor uh, in a while, people, the first question they ask me is, uh, is that still on? Uh, it is. It's entering its 35th season, believe it or not. And no, it hasn't been on for 35 years. Uh, it, there are two seasons every year, uh, but it has been on since 2000. So it has been on TV for 17 years. It's the granddaddy, the original of, of all of them. And it's still really good, guys. If you haven't watched Survivor in a while, I urge you to kind of get back into it. Check it out. But we're as we get into September, uh, late September is the premiere of Season 35. And uh, 
they're going to be announcing the cast, you know, and stuff like that soon. They're going to be starting to do all their pre-promotional stuff. So as we get into that, um, you know, I'll be kind of splitting this podcast into like movie content and survivor content. So hopefully you like following both, but if you don't, no worries, tune in. Uh, I'll have the, uh, the movie portion of it earmarked for you. We'll have the survivor portion of it earmarked for you. And, uh, Hopefully you listen to the whole thing, but if you don't want to, you can just kind of check out one or the other. So that's kind of what's going to be happening as we get into September. Uh, and yeah, so again, I appreciate you listening. Uh, go check out the movie Step this weekend. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Tom Santilli. And uh, thank you for listening to this podcast. Uh, tell your friends about it. Share it. Comment. And uh, yeah, <laughs> we'll talk to you here uh, towards the end of August, a couple weeks. Peace out.